Yeah, I've been having street. I stream on Twitch like six days a week. Yeah. Um, and I do like um, I've been doing like a non-politics entertainment show, but I invite all the leftists on. You know, and uh, yeah. I just been trying. I just been trying to have fun because politics is depressing. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds good. And also, to be honest, I I do my Twitch show, and then like I've been DJing um, with the uh, Jamie's boyfriend has a house label, and I DJ obviously and produce. So yeah. I took it. I signed with his label, and use and basically I switched genres, you know. And I've just been I've been headlining out in New York. Um, I'm headlining again March fourth, uh-huh. and uh, me and a you know group other group bunch of other DJs. Last time I was out there, it, was, it went really well. And um, this time I'm going to have more people out there and stuff like that. So I'm just trying to get leftists to, like, show up in person and talk to each other, man. So, you know, just whatever I can do with that, man, that's that's what I'm trying to do. Nice. Yeah, that all sounds good to me. Anything being sitting on these apps arguing, Ben. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. No, that is is very true. I I think... uh, you know, what's been getting to me lately is that uh, there are, you know, obviously there are lots of people who don't like me because of, like, some take or another, but, like, and that's fine. But, like, the thing that uh, the thing that does kind of get me is that there are, like, groups of people uh, who hate me for, like, completely opposite reasons. They don't seem to know about each other, right? Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. You know, like, like this. you know what I go ahead. Yeah. You know what I just told my wife though, Ben. What's that? I said, let me taste. I said, let me taste about Ben. Man. Like, I'd be, sometimes I'd be like, Ben, man, you was tripping with that. You're like, yeah, maybe I shouldn't have went with that. This and then the other. I was like, well, Ben, you could talk to him. You know, he's always treated me with respect, and he respects others, regardless of a, you know agreeing with his take or not. But my main thing is, I was nobody, and. You, you know, been with me this whole time. It's been nearly four years since I got in the game. And um, I would say, Ben, that the things that Michael wanted me to do, I do now, which is bringing, like, you know, my abilities or, like, my music stuff and DJing and all that other shit, bringing it to leftism yeah. as opposed to this take, that take or whatever. Right. You know, Ben, I don't overstep my boundary, man. Like, if I don't know something, I don't bring it up. Uh, I don't have hot takes, man. Like, if I don't know, I don't know. Uh, um, and, yo, Ben, you've been a genuine person the whole time. And I was telling, I was telling my wife, like, yo, people can say what they want about Ben, but he has a legacy, man. Like, he's a professor at Rutgers. He's not a debate, bro. Richard Wolf been tripping lately to me, but he's a professor. Like, you can talk to him. But some of the shit I'm seeing, man, like, it's just like, yo, you guys stand for absolutely nothing. And I just can't do it. I don't care to call anyone out. It's not going to change anyone's mind. So I just leave everything alone, man. Yeah, I, I saw, you know, I saw Wolf stuff about, uh, about you know, basically some, some of the COVID stuff. I, I think he's, you know, I think he's wrong, but I, I have, I don't, um, you know, I don't think like he's wrong because like, you know, like deep down, you know, he's a grifter or something like that. I think he's just wrong, you know, like that exactly. happens. Exactly. Um, Yeah. So I should say for for anybody who's coming in uh, that I am uh, talking to uh, Cole James Cash, uh, who is a musician, podcaster, uh, Twitch, uh, Means TV uh, host. Um, What uh, what am I uh, what am I leaving out? What else are you doing right now? You know what? Um, 
when, but when I, when the weather is nice because of the nature of my legs, like I can't be out in the snow like that. Cause my legs are basically held together by metal at this point, but I do cover right wing rallies out here. Um, you oh, know, wow. you my, yeah. my anti-mask stuff I was covering, you know? Yeah. Um, but what I do do is I do help and, you know, I do help my, my buddy Kareem Asad, who's been covering all the Ottawa stuff the last three weeks, you know, like I've been her, you know, right-hand man, advisor, helping her with messaging and, the truth is, is that yeah, no, no exaggeration, man. Like me, me and her strategizing to expose the fact that Doug Ford's daughters are just pushing a bunch of anti-mask, just anti whatever the fuck type stuff, and just posting about it as Canadian media was just hiding behind it. And so Kareem on her feed, I was like, yo, we should pivot to this because Doug Ford is, you know, he ain't shit and he ain't even trying to govern. So let's put his daughters on the Summer Jam screen and let them know, like, hey, your daughters are out here talking about, you know, fuck Trudeau and this and that and the other. Not that I support them, but it's like, yo, sure. I'm like, it's like you call out and say, you got, you support that? You cool with that? You cool with your daughters is going against the very policies you're instating as far as mandates, you know? And and it's just like now there's been division with it, within his family with, his, you know, he's like, yo, I don't agree. You know, there's I don't agree with my daughters. He left his kids off his Christmas cards. <laughs> <laughs> You know, now I can't, I, I, I can't take credit for this. I just, I just, you know, helped her like lay out the strategy. Like, hey, this is what you should, we should do because, uh, yeah. you know, the anti-mask stuff is like sort of dying down because it's winter. Yeah. So let's pivot to something more important. And guerrilla journalism like that is not only not looked highly upon, yeah. like it's kind of shitted on out here. They were calling, they were calling her and me grifters for covering this, <laughs> you know, like, like they don't. It's a little different out here, man. Like they, the left is a lot different here. Much How's, different. Yeah. What, what do you mean? How's it uh, like? What's what's it like? Um, I, I would say that like sometimes you know, don't get me wrong. You got adamant leftists out here, especially within First Nations, man. First Nations goes hard at the checkpoints, the pipeline checkpoints. Like they they go hard, you know. But when it comes to like, let's say, you know, it's for for a lot of folks on the left here, the idea of doing something is i'm gonna write to the cbc who's gonna pass it on the ctv who's gonna pass it on to this and then we're gonna condemn it and it's just gonna go away and i would I, i've made appearances here on uh, canadian media to say this is not going away like the thought the things that i was seeing in 2015 2016 is what i was seeing is what i'm seeing now and exactly exactly what i predicted would happen which is you can get the type of, you know, fascism, right-wing, you know, activism here. You just have to have it in a Canadian lens. And when I started looking at the far-right PPC party, and I said, yo, in 20, was it 2019, they had X amount of vo- votes. And then this last election, they had 800,000 votes. I was like, these guys aren't going away. So, you know, you can either examine here that there's a problem, there's an issue of distrust with the government, or you can do what we did and laugh it off. <laughs> Yeah. So, so what's the, uh, so, I mean, I, I think a lot of, you know, I mean, I, I assume the overwhelming majority of people might listen to this are, uh, uh, Americans probably don't know what the PCP is. Uh, so let's start there. Yeah. The PPC. So basically it's like, you have like, the, uh, in, in parliament, you know, there's a, there's a, you know, quite a few parties, but the main ones, um, there's the NDP new democratic party led by Jamie Singh. Then you have the liberals led by, um, Justin Trudeau. Then you have the conservatives, now led by Candace Bergman after um, O'Toole was basically ousted. And then you have the PPC, which is like the the, the, the far right, you know. I mean, just, you know, it's, it's, it's you know, you have a cat named uh, Maxine Bermier, 
who's like super racist and this and that. But you want to know something crazy, Ben? Yeah. You know how you talk about like election fraud and this and that, right? Yeah. His like, I believe it was 2016, 2017. Um, he actually was jerked out of the conservative um, election. Yeah. They actually did screw him. Like, I was, like, looking at it, I was like, yo, and I, and I talked to Q about it, you know? Uh -huh. He's like, yeah, more than likely he was. So, like, <laughs> like, he really did say that the conservatives basically, you know, fucked him out of that, you know? And so, yeah, I was like this, you know, more or less far-right party. Now, he was looked at as a joke, but, you know, I... I I haven't read up on the last few weeks, but yeah. what I've been looking at in Ottawa is that, you know, these, these folks are gaining momentum because people don't have trust in the liberals, nor do they have trust in the conservatives. So, you, you know, you, you know where that goes, you know, right? you know where that goes. And so you're just looking at just overall distrust. And, and the truth is, Ben, I don't have any solutions. I, I can only just tell you what I see. Yeah. And more or less being American, it's like, I'm amazed at the amount of denial that a lot of Canadians have. Yeah. And it's like, it, it's, it's, I, I don't know. I don't know how else to explain it other than that. And I'm not going to sit here and say I'm an expert. I'm just look, sure. looking at what I see. And, and it's just, you have the, the, the liberals who are, you know, the typical liberals. And then you have the NDP who are basically the, the you know, the Jack will be like, you know, I don't approve of what you're doing, Trudeau, but I'm going to do something similar, but I'll uh -huh. condemn you for doing it. And I like Jack me like, He's swagged out, dude. Uh -huh. Says the right things, but policy wise, when I saw um, out on the West Coast a few uh -huh. months ago at, at Wet'suwet'en Pass at the uh, at the First Nations pipeline checkpoint where they're trying to you know bulldoze and you know fuck everything up, uh -huh. um, it's like they sent tanks out there. You know the, the the NDP is in charge, which is supposed to be the leftist party. NDP is in charge out in uh, British Columbia, and they sent tanks. You know, they sent tanks. You got to understand, Ben, like, I drink tap water here. I never buy water because it tastes good as hell. Yeah. And it's just like these pipelines destroy that. You know, they destroy it. And then not to mention, I, I couldn't believe this. There was a judge here that basically ruled that the alleged, you know, the legal ruling of Canadian sovereignty as the reason to, you know, overrule First Nations lands. I, I, I forgot exactly the case because I, you know, it's, it's early Sunday morning, but basically they ruled the Canadian sovereignty was, wasn't legitimate, you know? The, the reality has been is that, like, Canada, people joke that Canada's a fake country, but it kind of is, Ben. <laughs> you know? These, I, I mean, I, I'm going to keep it real, man. Like, being up here, man, like, there's so much beauty and so much nature here. And, you know, my wife is indigenous and it's just yeah. like, when you come up here and you see the nature for what it is, it's like, yo, why did you guys want to ruin this shit, man? For what? This is an LLC. This is an oil LLC of Britain, man. And nothing more. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, I guess, you know, I think like it's part of, you know, a lot of Americans like trying to figure out what's going on there is that uh, the problem is, even though, I mean, I know like everybody in Canada is like hyper aware of everything that happens here, but in, uh, but I think here uh, we pretty much only pay attention when something happens like, you know, the you know, the mayor's on tape smoking crack or uh, the... Uh, <laughs> you know. Rob Ford. <laughs> Let me say something. At least Rob Ford was... At least Rob Ford had some sort of like, you know, person, personable 
<laughs> you know things about him. You know, like he could, he was still a piece of shit, but he could talk to people. Yeah. But 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 fucking Doug Ford is just completely useless, man. He's genuinely useless. He's just doesn't he seems not interested in governing at all. I know for a fact that he wishes he was American because he'd be a he'd be a, he'd be just another typical political family here. You know, uh-huh. like it, it, you know, he'd just be another political family here. Um, you know, the the, the you don't get like political superstars here, Ben. Like Trudeau is not like on magazine covers and this and that. Like they don't, <laughs> you know, like Jagmeet would be a fucking ALC back in the States, you know, right. but he's not here. Like they don't, you know, like, 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 you know, how like, yeah, people with stickers and shit like that. They don't do yeah. that here. You vote and you move on. Wow. Yeah. I, I really can't imagine. Um, so, so tell me, um, you know, I mean, let's let's get into it. Like, tell me about the the trucker stuff. Let's, like, uh, I, oh I think, boy! You know, I, I <laughs> you know, I, I would like like I I have a lot to you know say about this, but mostly like from somebody who's like up close. Like, I, I want to sure. hear. Yeah. This uh, what I observe um, up here, and yes, the stupid ass convoy came to my city in Sudbury. Um, <laughs> what you're what you're seeing here is a reactionary movement co opting. You know, or we were against the mandate, but what you're seeing is, is much like in the United States, okay? You're not seeing a, you know, oh, well, you know, here's, here, here's what we, we initiate that, you know, here's what we propose that would be better for the country in order to move on. It's end everything and let's insert our hateful shit along with it, you know? Uh. Um, secondly, most of these people are not truckers. The majority of the truckers oppose this shit. Right. You know, a lot of the truckers are actually, you know, a lot of truckers are of color. A lot of, most truckers are vaccinated, Ben. Like, this isn't, this is, most of these people are just fucking, it's just like, you know, like, you think about, like, January 6th. Yeah. Majority of those people weren't poor, Ben. Right. You know, like, like when you're looking at the footage, like, when you look at my girl Karima's footage, who, she was on Fox News, like, they grabbed her footage. I was proud of her, you know? She called yeah. me right after, like, these people are fucking out there partying. Uh-huh. Um, they're out there like cooking things like that. Like it's like it, it, you know, they're having like these like musical dance parties and shit like that. Now, Ben, you know, back in the states as a TSA member, I was on the ground for real. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, I, I don't know if I've ever talked about it, but I absolutely have all the affinity. Where I know we disagree, but for the anti-fascists, man, I absolutely have worked with those youngsters, helped get them up mm-hmm. to speed as far as medication, things like that. Mm-hmm. And you know, when Berkeley happened, you know. <laughs> when Berkeley happened, we drove those motherfuckers out. You know, mm-hmm. um, yeah, you know, I, I'm not going to take credit for that, but I'm saying I did help per- get those guys prepared. Some of them, you know, and it's just like it's serious business. Like if it's a Black Lives Matter or you know any type of immigration protest, when you see people, you know, in hot tubs uh-huh. in the snow, when you see people, one of the things that upsets me is people like impersonating my wife's people, like they're indigenous. Cosplaying, um, it's it's Ben is pathetic, you know. And what you saw out there was police literally saying, "Well, we don't have a police solution to this." They didn't give a shit, uh, you know. They did not give a shit, which honestly surprised me. I mean, they basically let these people take over Ottawa, Ottawa being the capital. You did have a January sixth light going on, man. Honestly, you know they they were they were all over Parliament. They were everywhere. They shut the city down. And it's 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 the, the the lack of police action was basically police solidarity, and it wasn't until Trudeau activated these emergency powers 
that they actually finally did something. Now, when they, they came here to Sudbury, these motherfuckers took all the gas, Ben. It had to yeah. get, like, super, super unleaded because they just consumed gas and they slowly honked their horns. Like, there's no, there's no purpose. There's no conviction. It's just a bunch of white people in, 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 in F-150s reacting with no, with no solution, nothing. You know, there's no, there's no, I, I, well, what, I really what they, don't know what, what they, they want. Go ahead. Well, what, well, what do they say? I mean, like, what's the, uh, like, like, I assume some of them have said something about what they want. Um, you know, you'll hear, you hear the word freedom, uh-huh. Ben, you hear that a lot. What you, what you do you want to know the God on the truth is what you're seeing is an American LARP, man. You're not joking. One of the, um, organizers, Tamara Litch, her husband literally said, I am, I'm trying to practice, or he said something like, I'm practicing my First Amendment rights. I shit you not, man. It's a direct quote. <laughs> I, I'm not joking, Ben. Like, like, I, I, I don't pass fake, fake news, brother. I, it was, Ben, I, I, <laughs> you know, you see just free, like, like freedom, this and that. The reality is, is that, like, you know, like, a lot of stuff is open. You just have to have yeah. a mask, et cetera. And, the thing is, too, is that Canadians are like, I don't know, they got one foot in and one foot out, man. Like, they, 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 how can, how can I put this? Like, Canadians want to go hard and be as hateful and as, you know, you know, as wild as Americans. But at the same time, Canadians have a certain sense of shame that we as Americans do not have. Um, <laughs> you know, like, like a lot of, a lot of Canadians are looking at this like, yo, this is, this is pathetic. But then you have another half of like, yo, I support it because this, this, and this It's it's, you know, the, the messages are muddled, but also some of the organizers like Pat King, Pat King, who said, and I quote, native culture is a failed culture. Um, he went, you know, there's videos of him going on racist rants about Asians and Sikhs, mm-hmm. um, just a complete, unadulterated racist. Then you have Chris Sky, who I covered personally. Um, he refused to talk to me, though. He refused to talk to me at an anti-mass rally. Um, you know, just the fucking, you know, I described him as a steroided Mike Cernovich, you know? <laughs> a guy going a guy going nowhere with a lot to say about nothing. <laughs> you with a, with a cult of personality that's flamed out, you know? You got that guy, like, you, you know, you have this Tamar Lich individual, like, you just have this cast of characters. But what you are seeing is a bubbling far right, you know, bubbling far right with a maple leaf flag, you know. Yeah. And it's 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 like if you were to if you were to ask, you know, what do the anti masters in America want? Right. You know, how would you answer that, Ben? I mean they want to get rid of all the mandates, right? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, essentially that, you know. Yeah. Essentially that. So they, they, they want to get rid of all the mandates, but there's no path to it. There's no no type of legislative nothing. They're just, you know, they make these demands and then go out there and party and dance around and the cops let them do it. It's only until, you know, they, they block the border, which right. that surprised me. Now, that surprised me, Ben. Yeah, right. Like, that's, that's at, that point, at that point, you're actually threatened like, the economy. Uh, like, yeah. That's, so, of course, you're, they're going to crack down on that. Yeah. And um, go, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. So I was going to say, we've got a couple of callers. Let's take sure. one. Uh, so we got uh, Casey. Are you there, Casey? All right. Uh, What's up, guys? Um, how's it going? Involved, uh, yeah. Uh, 
Cole. Um, yeah, love the intro as always. Uh, you know, very, very good on Ben's show. So thanks for doing that. <laughs> Thank you. Nice to meet you, Casey. And then, uh, yeah, Ben, I uh, just wanted to say that I uh, uh, watched your last uh, libertarian debate. Very good. Oh, thank uh, you. Very good, strong showing. But, yeah, I did want to, like, talk a little bit about the Canadian truckers just yep. because, I don't know, it is it is a very interesting thing to hear leftists talk about or think about as a leftist because, you know, on one hand, yeah, like, right to protest is never super important in a, in a healthy society. Yeah. Um, but like, yeah, just, I, I don't know. I have mixed feelings about, um, you know, calling in military people to clear it out, um, might seem kind of like a, like an overreach. I don't know. But at, at the same time, I, I definitely get the practicality argument. So I don't know. I want to hear you guys takes on that. Sure. Uh, Ben, I'll, I'll go ahead and go yeah, first. So yeah, please, as I said, you know, first of all, you know, if you know me, I'm I'm a black Latino. I speak Spanish and Portuguese. My wife is uh, half white, half indigenous. Like you know, I'm I'm over near Guanapate Reserve. So you got to understand that, like you know, my wife's people, as far as water protectors and you know, protecting First Nation sovereignty, is hugely important. You know, and when it comes to the RCMP and let's say the Mohawks, you know, mm-hmm. or or the, or you know, the Black Hawk Nation, I mean, these guys are going to war damn near every other day. And what the RCMP does is they deny medical care. They destroy water supplies. I mean, it's it's a literal, you know, it's a literal standoff situation at all times. So with the, what shocked me, what, what not shocked me, what, what was hilarious is they let these individuals camp out, build their own, like, little forts, block everything. When, as I told you, at Wetzelman Pass, they sent tanks. The far left party here sent tanks. So, you know, you had this hilarious double standard. Now, am I for, you know, militarization to stop, pro- militarization to stop protests? Absolutely not, for obvious reasons. But at the same time, this, the double standard that they showed these individuals because they are, you know, primarily white, you know, and you had the police literally hugging, literally <laughs> hugging protesters as they ended their, 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 their border blockade. And it, I was, I'm looking at that like, you got to be kidding me. Like, every indigenous person in the country was like, Jesus Christ. So, it, 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 I, I, yeah, <laughs> I, I don't even know what Yeah, I mean, like, I, but I mean, I guess, I guess the thing is always, like, um, whenever I hear stuff like that, like, look, I mean, I don't, I don't have the slightest doubt that's true, but I have, but also, I guess the question is, like, what direction do we want to, change that in and 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 i think that like uh you know the problem with that is not really that they're they're being um you know that like they're being too nice to like crazy right-wing protesters it's that you know it's it's the way that the indigenous protesters are treated and and i think that like I, I don't know. I mean, I guess like like I've seen. Uh, I don't know if you've seen our uh, friend David Griska has, has been you know, talking about this a lot. My like, boy David. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm actually seeing him in a couple days. I'm going to Austin, but um, you tell him I said it was good. Nice, uh, but uh, but I, I guess I think like I do think that a lot of people on the left are very like reactive when they, stuff like this happens. I mean, I, I guess I agree with Casey here, like. Yeah, but, like, I think a lot of people, you know, are, like, super reactive, like, because especially, you know, like, we were kind of talking about a little bit at the very beginning, um, 
like so many people like experience politics basically through logging onto Twitter, seeing what's going on, and then like having like an immediate reaction to it and like either getting angry or like whatever, right? Like that that's 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 like their main way of interacting with uh you know, with politics, right? I mean unless you're like actually like go into DSA meetings or something, you know, or or like you're at a union, that's like even for many people on the left. That's like the whole thing. So I think that what that really lends itself to is instead of like thinking about what we want because it's going to help us or it's going to help the things that you know advance what we want, like they just mostly think about like which people are making me most mad and like how can I kind of say the opposite of what they're saying? You know, like I see that a lot. Uh, and so I, I guess I think like on the one hand um, – you know, I think the I think the trucker protests are bad news. It shouldn't like I I think that uh, I I think that like the COVID like I mean I'll, you know I mean I think COVID is incredibly serious and, it, and there should be there should be stuff like mass mandates uh, and I also uh, and also like my friend you know Matt McManus up there you know points out like a uh, provincial governments were getting ready to loosen the stuff anyways the Omicron numbers went yeah. down and like yeah you know so like that that seems. So like, and I know there's a lot of astroturf, you know, like like you pointed out, like most truckers. Are ben, I'm going to interrupt you. Um, yeah. There's a ton of astroturf, including you know the fact that Steve Seibel, you know Silicon Valley and Silicon Valley billionaire, you know, donating like a shitload of this money is coming from outside the country. And um, now I'm not going to get into the frozen bank account thing because the fact that. I'm be honest. I'm not Canadian, so I I, I don't yeah, know well, enough about well, president. Let me, let me just let me just, yeah. Sorry, let, let me just yeah. Let me just say something about that, right? Because like I actually do think that like some of the militarization and like the, the uh, and like the emergency powers, which like the Canadian equivalent of the ACLU is like taking them to court to like try to stop and like the uh, freezing the bank accounts. Like I I think some of that stuff's pretty bad, and I know that like and, and I, think, I agree. You know, I think that, like, I think we just need to, like, think beyond, like, whether or not we like these people and, like, what our reaction to this particular thing is and think about, like, um, you know, even though some of these laws were on the books, I think they hadn't really been used in this, you know, way before. And and I think, like, long term, like, what I'm always, it's like, maybe, like, I don't know, I just have a really easy time imagining you know, there's some like new version of you know indigenous pipeline protest. I mean, look at how much they already did crack down on it last time, or or there's like a or there's like a general strike or something, and they want to like crack down hard on that. And and I think I think people just need to think more about that stuff. I mean, it's like the uh, the you know I mean it's it's like I mean whatever this this example maybe isn't serious, but I mean, it's like even like the sort of like Twitter and YouTube censorship that like I I just I always want like people to think more, not just about like okay. Like, if you hate the person who's, like, getting censored right now, it's easy to cheer for that because it's like, it's like, hey, that this this person who sucks, you know, is, uh, is, is getting something bad happen to them. And I understand that. But I also think that, like, if you're a real leftist, if you want to, like, end the empire overseas and redistribute wealth and all that stuff, then, like, none of these companies are your friends and, like, the Canadian state isn't your friend. And, like, you know, you shouldn't, you know, you shouldn't want them to to have the power to do stuff like this. And, you know, and, I, and actually, the last thing I'll say before I throw back to you or see if Casey wants to come back in, like, 
there's a move that I see a lot of people making when they're talking about this that doesn't really make sense to me, which is where people say, oh, but like there's already all this repression to the left. So what are you talking about? And it's like, yeah, there is. But like, that's why, right? You know, the focus should be on, uh, on like making like the state less repressive or like making these companies less censorious because, you know, if sure, there's been tons of like repression of the left in the past already but like i just don't think that that means that it it it, uh it can't get worse i think it could get way worse yeah i you know i wanted to bring up this something too something i covered which was the uh out in toronto which was the uh the the homeless encampments and they beat the shit out of people they set up fencing i mean police had that shit just locked down for homeless people you know um, but yeah, you're correct when it comes to like the frozen bank accounts and things like that. Like hilariously, the GoFundMe was frozen, and then Ron DeSantis of all people puts pressure on GoFundMe, like, no, you shouldn't do that, etc. Like, uh. like I said, like I, I agree with the with the frozen bank accounts, but at the same time, like, you know, I, I can't I cannot count how many of the Ferguson protesters are dead now. Oh, yeah, <laughs> you sure. know, like it's 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 never ending with that. You're correct but, that you know we may not like it, but we wouldn't want to see it done to our side. So I'm in agreement with you on that. Yeah, and, and again, I think that like as as bad as it is, I, I think it could get way worse. I think it might get way worse. Like I think that like in the U.S. certainly like I think that there's um, I mean, look, one of the uh, one of the positions that like some people still yell at me about is that I I you know I, I wasn't happy about it, right? But since I lived in a swing state, I sucked it up and voted for Biden in 2020 because. Uh, I thought it was really important that Trump not get reelected, and uh, and and I think that in, in twenty twenty four he might come back, right? Like so, so if that if that happens, right? I mean, if if we get like Trump administration part two, I I think that this issue of like how much worse like repression against the left could get, you know, is is going to be something people are going to have to start taking a lot more seriously. Well, Ben, um, well, Ben, you know we, uh, you know, you you know I'm a uh... I'm more with uh, Jamie Pick, Jamie Peck, as far as politics. You know, we're straight communists. So I, I voted for Biden also. But the yeah. reason why I did it is because I am a firm believer that fascism is already here and that Biden would just slow it down a little bit. And yeah. I could buy some time, move to Canada, get citizenship <laughs> for my son, and yeah. have an option to leave. You know, I firmly believe that 2024 might be the last election. I, I, I really do believe that. that I have that fear. Um, so it's like, for me, I'm just preparing, I'm genuinely preparing for the worst, Ben. I am. Yeah. I mean, I don't think it's gonna be the last election, but I think things could get like, yeah, I, I think things could get way worse. Uh, Casey, do you have anything else you wanted to come in on in this or? Yeah, maybe just, I don't know. I, I, I definitely respect the right to protest. Like, you know, like yeah. you're saying, and I, I totally, I, you know, there's a lot of truth to what you said. I think that eventually though, like, I don't know, like they're, you know, they're shutting down the, um, you know, the uh, port of entry into the U.S. and stuff like that. Like, yeah, I mean, like, I think, I think removing people from the, sure, I think like removing people from the road when they're like blocking it off, that's, you know, I mean, that's fine, right? I mean, like you can do, like, that's, you know, I, I would be. I mean, like, as far as, like, whether I support that, it basically just depends whether I agree with the protest, right? Like, that's, you know, like, and that's, but that's, like, perfectly reasonable, right? Like, there's no, like, that's not a big point of principle, like, or is, like, traffic blocked or not, right? I mean, that's just, like, uh, so, yeah, no, I agree. Like, I, I agree they shouldn't just, like, let them, like, blockade the port of entry forever. I mean, I think it's totally fine to, like, clear people out. 
you know, but, but yeah, this, this further stuff like, you know, freezing the bank accounts, et cetera. I think that's, I think that's where the, the bigger issue is, right? In other words, like anything that involves like anything that has the phrase emergency powers in it makes me, you know, makes me nervous, right? You know, but like if, if it's just like, you're using your truck to like block the road and the cops come and make you leave. I mean, like that's just like business as usual. That's, you know, that's fine. But, okay. uh, all right. Thanks for the call, man. Uh, let me get, uh, Stuart. Are you there, Stuart? Hello. Hello. How's it going, Paul? How's it going? Hello. Yep. Yep. We yeah. can hear you. Hey. How's it going? Good. Pretty good. How are you? Good. Uh, wanted to one thing I just wanted to uh, to uh, sort of clarify, but the Tamara Lich thing we brought up about her saying she's pleading about her First Amendment rights. That was her, her husband, her, yes. Uh, no, she did it as well, I believe, at her bail hearing. Oh, Jesus! Yeah, she's also she's also <laughs> lying about being indigenous, also. Well, she, she said, what about my First Amendment rights? And the judge was like, what are you talking about? And she's yeah. a former cop, which also makes it even funnier. Um, yeah, I just I just wanted to like, sort of uh, talk about, like, one of the, I think, the things that sort of uh, really uh, is the, the underlying story of a lot of this is just how, like, I guess, maybe wacky is the best word uh, Canadian infrastructure is. Like, when you were talking about the, the, the border crossing, one of the reasons why it was so easy to block that crossing in Windsor is that it's like there's one bridge that goes through like a residential area right by the university that all of like almost maybe 70 percent plus of uh, like land uh, over border uh, trade happens uh, between Canada and the U.S. And you just you just needed a couple of trucks to block that and the entire like all of that trade is now shut down. Um, and the same thing with, with uh, like Ottawa. Like, they never were going to have the, like whatever they said, the hundred thousand trucks or forty thousand trucks. You only needed maybe twenty or so to like park in very strategic areas to block everything off. Um, it was it, it just like I, I I think just the like one of the main like because I'm I'm like living in Ottawa. And I'm down to, I was down there the, the Saturday of it. Okay. Um, they, they had one, like, it's still down there, that main crane. I think you've probably seen it on most of the, uh, like, the uh, the covering yes. of it. Yeah. The giant flag, and they've now built, like, a wooden structure on it. Um, yeah, ridiculous. Moved, like, they moved that in um, that first Saturday, and that's been basically the stronghold for the past, like, like 23 days now, I think we're at. Um, it, like, Ottawa's, like, it's, like, it's worse than Quebec, but Ottawa's, like, the downtown infrastructure is just a maze of, like, one-way streets, very thin roads. Um, it was very easy just to shut it all down. Um, and then I think the last thing I'll leave it on was, uh, have you guys been, uh, brought up on the Ram Ranch? Yeah, I'm aware. <laughs> I'm aware. I am fully aware. Uh, okay, okay, I don't know what that is. What are you guys going to have to tell me? Gay. Uh, <laughs> uh, a, a gay a hentai of, song, bro. Yeah, it's a bunch of organized uh, LGBTQ uh, community members. I think they're at like nine versions of the song now. Yes. They've just been playing over uh, Veeam. And then if you go on Google Maps, uh, you can do it yourself. 302 Coventry in Ottawa. Um, they've made some very uh, 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 creative, uh, like, 
which I didn't know you could be, just put pings on Google Maps and if enough people vote for it, it shows up for everyone. So where they set up one of their, uh, their sort of uh, like encampment at Coventry Road is now the cum zone on Google Maps. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> yeah, you can, oh, God. I, I, I encourage you to do your own research and double and confirm that for yourself. <laughs> I'm sure there's, there's screenshots. There's, That's absurd. Yeah, there's one or two uh, uh, different things that they put up on there, and they're very, very funny. So, just wanted to yeah, I, I just wanted to note that I came in through the um, Sault Ste. Marie border because I drove mm-hmm. from, with my wife from California a year ago from California to um, up here in Sudbury near Wanapache Reservation. And, um, yeah, I went through Sault Ste. Marie, and, like, anytime I've left, the, the times I left the United States to go DJ out in New York, New York I'd taken a plane. But so mm-hmm. I had not gone through uh, the Detroit-Windsor border. Um, the furthest I've actually gone to the border is probably London when I covered an anti-mask protest out there. Um, so, yeah, thank you for that info because I, I – yeah. You know, I can only see pictures and stuff like that, so I appreciate the info. That bridge is also owned by an American billionaire, too. Yeah, that I do know. (laughs) That's great. Yeah. All right. Uh, Yeah. All right. Thanks, man. I'll I'll meet myself. Thank you. Yeah. So I, um, that's funny. Like, I mean, you know, Cole, I mean, I grew up, like, right pretty close to the border. I actually, like, always like to, uh, I always like to tell people, this is true, that, you know, like where I grew up is so far north that I had to uh, drive south to get to the nearest Canadian border crossing uh, since uh, since I was, you know, grew up in Lansing and East Lansing, and that was in Detroit, Windsor. And we used to go, like, you know, that used to be, you know, that whole time I was growing up, that was like a totally normal thing to um, to, to cross over the border in, in, um, in Windsor, and, like, you never needed any, like... Uh, you know, it wasn't until I was like, uh, 22, you know, like post nine 11, uh, that, uh, that like somebody actually asked me for my passport at the border crossing for the first time. And I thought that was crazy. Like, you know, it's like, no, you don't need your passport. It's just Canada. Believe me today, you need that passport. The reason to even be up here, man. Yeah. Yeah. No, the whole time I was growing up, like, you, like nobody ever asked for a passport, you know, it was like, uh, yeah, it, it wasn't until, you know, 2001, you know, with like the post nine 11, like security tightening that they did start to, uh, you know, to even make you show a passport. It was just never like a, a big deal uh at all you know like i always always felt like you know i'd like because it's i don't know i mean like and, and i guess this you know like i mean this goes to the kind of opposite thing right of like you know you're you're saying that canada was like a british oil LLC, you know that it's like to, yeah i'm, like, ha- I'm hating yeah, yeah, yeah. To, to me it always like I mean, I, I mean, to be honest, to me, it always just felt like this extension of the United States, you know, that like, <laughs> you know, cause like I, you know, cause like I grew up again in Michigan, like, you know, close enough that it was like a totally normal thing that like you get some change and there'd be like a Canadian quarter in there and, you know, whatever. Like it was just like, like that felt much, you know, like right now, like living in Atlanta, like this feels way different from like, uh, from where I, where I grew up than like Canada does. Right. I mean, like at least, at least like Ontario, right. Like, I guess maybe like, um, Western Canada would be a little different, but like Ontario, uh, like that just, that just feels like part of the Midwest to me. But, um, I, I would agree. I, I would agree that the, the West coast though, man, it's like being in the South in the United States, in my opinion. <laughs> You know, I, I'm not, I'm not even going to get into Alberta, man. I'm just, that's in my opinion. <laughs> which, which of those places is Jordan Peterson from? 
Um, I believe he's I believe he's from Alberta. I forgot where. Um, okay. But what's hilarious about Jordan Peterson is I've actually talked to um, one of his former students, who I will not name. I could not believe of the the shitty reputation he has, and the fact that he was telling. There's almost telling me that a source is telling me that basically they would argue with him in class, and like you know, he's having these back and forths, and I didn't realize how not respected he was up here. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, it's a. Um... Okay, Edmonton apparently is where Peterson's from, which oh, is, a, you know, it's a city I only know from the, you know, Edmonton Oilers. But, uh, but yeah, that's, um, I don't know. I can't think of, um, uh, you've probably heard me tell this story before. Like, I think I mentioned it on air a couple times when I had, I had Russell Sabrigley on. But, like, I always uh, uh, can't think about Jordan Peterson now without thinking about back in, um, when was this? It was like it was like really late 2019 or maybe like January 2020. I I was in I was in Brooklyn. I was I was uh, I was staying with with Michael and uh, and we he had we had dinner with uh, Russell Sabriglia, who was the uh, who was like driving like at that 2019 debate uh, the Zizek Peterson debate. Like he'd been like. Uh, Driving around Zizek and like show you know taking him to stuff and so Michael's doing this? No, no, no. Ru- Russell Sabriglia. Oh, okay, okay. Sorry, sorry. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so, but what what Russell told Michael and I is like he was describing this. It was like in the car. Uh, and by the way, he also said that uh, Zizek gave his part of the fee for the debate to uh, to like some kind of indigenous charity, and uh, Peterson kept his. So, uh, conclude from that what you want. But the uh, but in um, in the uh, but in the car, like while they're on the way over, Russell's like telling, you know, cause they were going to have before the debate, they were going to do like a dinner with like, uh, with, with Peterson and his daughter, Michaela and some other people. And, um, and so Russell was like filling in, uh, Zizek about who all these people were. And, uh, and when he started telling him about, uh, Michaela, he started telling him about like the all, all beef diet and like the weird, uh, like pictures that, uh, like the, uh, that like she'd been like tweeted at her dad and all that stuff. And, uh, and so like Zizek being Zizek, you know, like there's no, uh, filter. So when he got, uh, he got to the dinner and he's like being introduced to everybody, like you can just imagine like the big, you know, loud Slovenian accent, you know, he's like introduced to, uh, Michaela and he's like, Yes, the beef girl. Oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> yo, yo, that that Zizek a wild dude. Huh? Yeah, you know, no. Zizek, Zizek a wild dude. You know, I, 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 you know, I, I, I. That's the only way I could describe it. You know, um, <laughs> when I asked Michael, like, yo, Michael, like, what should I know about Zizek? He's like, uh, he's not. He probably wouldn't be saying anything you'd be interested in. Don't worry about it. Like, he, he seemed like nonchalant about it most of the time when I'd ask about him. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which, although that would be a that would be a really interesting conversation to see. But let's uh, let's get uh, let's get Charlie in before we have to go. Uh, sure. Char- Charlie, you there? Hey guys, can you hear me? Yep. yep. Awesome. Yeah. No. Um. Just calling in. I uh, earlier you guys were talking about the trucker protests and everything. That's just a super interesting issue to me. Particularly when like the um, these emergency powers are being rolled out. I live in Minneapolis. I'm out on the lake right now, actually, and I just like work a bit with the uh, Line Three, some of the Line Three organizing that's going on over at like MN350 and stuff. 
hey, good, hey, good on you for that, man. That means a lot to me and my wife's people. Thank you, dude. I appreciate that. Um, yeah, I, I covered that extensively. I remember when you were talking about your um, indigenous life's efforts with, with like the clean water effort and stuff. So, yes. 100% respect on that. But, uh, yeah, I mean, the amount of prosecution that's rolled out against, you know, people who will just, like, do simple protest actions um, against the pipeline is insane. Yes. So that definitely, I guess, I know it's Canada, but I feel like they set a bit of a precedent. So that kind of worries me in a way. And then also I just wanted to say that it's kind of interesting seeing some of, like, the people on the left who I really respect's opinion on this stuff, like Richard Wolf for one, you know. I love Richard Wolf. I first saw him, actually, on the Michael Brooks show. Uh, he was talking about Althusser, gave me an interest in I ended up writing my undergraduate thesis on Althusser, kind of because of what uh, Richard Wolf was talking about. But anyways, Richard Wolf was saying, I heard him earlier, he was talking about pretty much he just, he finds that, although he might disagree with some of the protests, some of the protesters like intense and stuff he um he found it he finds it interesting that they've kind of presented like a real threat to capital in a way so i guess i i wanted to what? it's kind of it's kind of the means of it's kind of like the whole question of like unwanted epistemic um company yeah, yeah. <laughs> you have people like agree with you like that you don't want to be agreeing with you about certain things because uh, you disagree with them on loads of other things so i guess i wanted to kind of hear what you guys would thought about that saying what what kind of threat do you think they've actually presented to capital because like oh, i'm honestly not too informed on what they've been doing so the thoughts on that and that whole second question about the unwanted epistemic company yeah you want to you want to start with the the threat to capital thing cool and you know like i said i'm i'm you know i i would say this okay i would yeah. say this um a threat to capital would mean that they would want systemic change. No, these people, you know, it's it's like it's it's power. It's basically people, you know, it's like it's like this power vacuum, you know. It's this power vacuum because there's so much distrust, and these people are taking advantage of that. These people aren't doing anything, and what they want is for more capital to flow, with them having more of a say in how that, in you know, how this type of shit goes. I'm really, you know, I let me let me walk that back. These guys are not a threat to capital. They're only a threat to fucking everyone else who they don't like. You know, you um, you you had you you know in one of the Zello tra- chats, you had these guys basically doing Hitler apology on. You know, like Hitler wasn't that wrong. This and that and the other. I have I still have the, the the audio on that. You know, I mean these people are mostly mostly extremely racist, extremely hateful, and it's just like like I said, they're just shouting out freedom, throwing up Canadian flags. And saying all types of wild, ignorant shit, you know, and, and it's just like the idea that they're a threat to capital. I, 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 I completely disagree. Like, like they're, they're not asking for any type of systemic change. Like I said, they're just LARPing, repeating stuff. You know, if you were to ask, what are their demands? Well, end the mandate. Okay, and then what? Like, there's yeah. no conviction. There's no conviction. These people don't really mean what they say because if they did, they wouldn't be out there fucking partying. Yeah, I mean, I guess I would say, like, I mean, threat to capital, like, maybe in some, like, incredibly short-term way, just because it's, like, disruptive, and it was, like, starting to, you know, it was, like, stopping, like, normal, like, flow of goods, you know, across the the border and causing supply chain, you know, uh, exacerbating supply chain shortages, but, like... But that's just because, like, anything that's, like, really disruptive in that sense is a threat to capital. I mean, you could have, like, a – like, that doesn't tell you anything about the politics of it, right? Like, that's that's just 
you know, I mean, that could be anything, right? I mean, if there's like a, you know, whatever, like there was like a, an anti-busing protest in the 70s, that could be like really disruptive and stop business from happening that day, right? You know, like that doesn't, the question you need to ask, I mean, I'm, I'm agreeing with Cole. Like, I think the question you need to ask is like, what do they want? And is what they want, like in a long-term sense, like is what they want something that's like bad for capital. It's really hard to see how, right? Because like they don't, uh, they don't want to like, I mean, other than maybe if like more people get sick, you know, that'd be bad for business. But like, really, like they just they just want business as usual. Uh, so, so yeah, I mean, I, I think that that's I think that's wrong. Um, I should say, um, uh, Richard Wolf, uh, Professor Wolf, might actually be back on GTA soon to argue with my friend uh, Bronco from Jack a bit about this because Bronco like has written. Uh, wrote a like pro vaccine mandate article for for Jacobin, and you know, so we're going to have a friendly debate about that. I think, but I, I guess uh, I guess the la- I guess the last thing I would just say is just on so unwelcome epistemic company is like roughly the problem for people who aren't familiar with this or you know didn't listen to the episode I did a long time ago with with uh, all virtuality about it. Like is basically like whether it could be a whether sometimes if somebody agrees with you who you think is is just incredibly unreliable uh, whether that should like make you question whether you got it right right not necessarily be like oh i definitely got it wrong but like make you question it and you know maybe sometimes yeah right like it's uh, like that's that's not sorry that wasn't all virtuality that was um Joshua Blanchard, I got the episodes wires crossed. Joshua Blanchard is the one who wrote about that. It's but, Sunday morning, Ben. It's okay, brother. It's okay. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Uh, and, and yeah, I mean, I think that's, I, I think like it depends on a lot of things, but I think that could be like reasonable to like sort of like take a second and like question whether like it makes sense. But also, I, I would say sometimes like people come to correct conclusions based on like crazy starting points. And so, and and I do I do want people to be less reactive about this stuff, but like I think in some ways, like I, I don't know, you know, Professor Wolf specifically, like I'll give that guy a lot of benefit of the doubt, you know, for like how he comes to conclusions about this stuff. Like he was um and partially for like good you know and like I know that part of that is for like good rational reasons, because like I think that like I I I think he's like generally what he spends most of his time talking and thinking about is on the right side, and, you know, et cetera, et cetera. And, you know, part of that all admit is just like kind of, you know, whatever, like team loyalty, because like that guy used to be on TMBS all the time. And, you know, he was a, uh, uh, and, and I had, um, you know, Michael loved him, you know, he, like, I remember he was, I was going on Richard Wolf's show in New York and, uh, and I was, and I was like trying to get like Michael to come out to to lunch with us, which he was originally going to do, but then they needed him at MR, and you know he was like, you know he, he referred to him as uh, Big Dick Wolf, you know that's yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so so I have a lot of I have a lot of respect and affection for Richard Wolf, but like in this case, I just think he's wrong. But um, I, I I guess so probably like in his case, I wouldn't assume this, but I think with a lot of people. I like parts at the left or, you know, post left or whatever who who are like more sympathetic to like anti uh you know, anti mandate stuff. I, I think it's just kind of the the opposite of the way that like some people on the left end up being like way too cavalier about like invoking emergency powers and things like that. That it's like 
it's all still just trying to like find the people who piss you off the most and say the opposite of what they're saying. But in this case, like for some leftists, the people who they hate the most are like libs. So like they have a uh, so they just want to say the opposite of what the libs are saying, and like you know, and I get it, right? Like liberals annoy me too, but like if you just if you just like blindly like say the opposite of what they're saying, like and you and like and just um, you know, you're going to end up in some stupid places. So you know, that's uh, like I, I worry about that more, you know, more probably than the. Matter of fact, I just say something. Yeah, here's the thing about mandates. Mandates yeah. are, you know, here in Canada, you know, where there is universal, I don't even have health care yet. You know, I don't know if I, you know, I told the story about how, you know, when I broke my leg yeah. and I was out for eight, nine months, you know, I was off Twitter and everything. You know, I paid 600 and something up front. Then they sent the money back to me and I was seven days, two surgeries, um, you know, and then I got the vaccine and everything like, like, you know, it, 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 here at least there's some sort of, you know, kind of safety net. But the thing is, mandates can only work if you address the inequities that caused the outbreaks in the first right. place. Yep. And you address people that, like, say, hey, you know, we're going to require this. Let's say require testing, require airport, this and that. But we're going to provide this. We're going to provide this. We're going to, you know, reach out to certain areas. Canada can be very, very rural, man, especially within the, you know, within reservations and things like that. That's the only way you can, you know, have mandates like, you know, um, like with like with China, like how they you know they have this yeah. this and this, or like in Japan where they're freaking delivering food. You know, it's it's like you have to you have to take care of the people if you're going to keep them at home and things like that. You know, and at least here in Canada, they you know when my wife you know was unable to work for eight nine months, she was at least able to get a check like a couple thousand dollars. You know, yeah. just by signing up and this and that. Whereas we got you know what two three stimulus payments and that's it. You know, you, you, if you're going to have mandates, you have to address those inequities in the first place. Without those, then you're just looking at the situation we're looking at now, and you're looking at outright complete government distrust. Not to mention they ended, you know, they ended, I think it was called the CERB. I forgot what it was called. I probably have it wrong. But basically that emergency funding, like they made it yeah. hard to get, et cetera, et cetera. So, you know, I, I you know, Ben, I am the type that like, you know, I, I, I know you're familiar with that humanist report, Jeff yeah. Waldorf. I'm actually more along those lines. As much as I'm a wild dude who talk, you know, I'm a wild dude as far as I talk and this and that. When it comes to politics and the issues, you see me on the timeline, Ben, I don't fuck around, man. You know, I, I, I say what I know and I stick to that. And the thing is, when it comes to liberals, man, like most people we know, a lot of people we know are liberals, you know, a lot, you know, most people don't take politics as serious. So the best we can do is say, hey, these are the policies and things that can help us the best. So let's sign up with this as opposed to, you know, having labels, because as you know, Ben, anyone can throw a hammer and sickle and then say patriotic (laughs) socialist, you know, while saying they vote conservative. Anyone can do that shit. You know, what re- What really matters is, hey, what, you know, overall, what's the best thing for people? Because a lot of this shit is branding. So the important thing is, like, is for me, is just like, hey, yeah, liberals are annoying, but at least you can talk to them. I can't talk to somebody who says critical race theory and BLM are the enemy of the people. You know, <laughs> you're going to, I mean, you know, like, 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 no, you know, no. Like, I, like when you do a lot of canvassing, like I did, uh, remember, Ben, remember the night of the election? You're yeah. like, hey, you want to come on? I'm like, bro, I got to get these last freaking ballots, bro. I can't yep. come on. You know, when you're used to dealing with people on a face-to-face basis, you know, like, like that's why I don't do all that dunking. That's why I don't do all that trash talk and this and that. If I have something to say, I'll say it in person. Other than that, though, no personal grievance can be bigger than the movement. Right. You know, I cannot put my personal this and that and the other and have it be bigger than the movement. I save that stuff for like Jesse Lee Peterson, Ben. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but even then, even then, Ben, I, I, I am a little bit more serious now because I did turn down the debate with Stephen Molyneux. 
Because I was uh, like, man, I should be fighting these Nazis, not debating them. You know, so it's like nothing, things are too serious for me to put personal grievance over the movement. And that's just really important. And I got to be honest, Ben, Michael did not elevate his fans. He did not. But he elevated me. So that position means a lot to me. And I'm still here four years later. I'm still here with you and everybody else, you know, in the network that, that he gave me. So I'm, Michael's not here, but we are. So the best we can do is carry on his carry on his actions and carry on his his thought process. That's why he put he put the blueprint out there so we could try to win with it. So, all right. Well, that's a perfect place to end, Dodd. Uh, thank you so much, Cole. Anything you want to plug before you go? All right, guys. So I run a um, non I run a non politics show now on Twitch called Log Off Already. I run it with my uh, economist buddy Neacola. Two sex workers, one, uh, my buddy Marina Dev and uh, Violet Valentine. And sometimes my brother Q Anthony shows up, you know, when I'm not going to his house, beating his ass a street fighter. And um, I will be <laughs> March 4th. I will be live at Wonderville in Brooklyn. And also, you should tune in February 28th to my show. Do you know why? My father will be there. My father oh, will wow. be on my show, Sam Cedar. And you know Sam don't be making no type of appearances, okay? <laughs> that is a busy man. But he loves his son. I also accused him of being racist. <laughs> and because, too, I have two trans co-hosts, I said, Sam, if you don't show up, you racist and transphobic, bro. You better pull up. <laughs> you know, but, but Sam, Sam is always taking a liking to me, Ben. So I, I, I was happy that he agreed. And, yeah, he's going to be coming on February 28th. And like I said, this is non-politics, you know, so I'm going to be messing with him. You know, Ben, you know how I am, man. I'll be asking Sam wild questions just for fun, but I am excited to have him on February 28th. And like I said, March 4th, I will be DJing, headlining at Wonderville in Brooklyn, 1200 Broadway. And yeah, man, you know, you can catch me at, at, at my at is at Grifter160. And uh, yeah, Ben, all right, thanks for having me on. And Ben, you know, you already know, you can hit me if you need any type of update or whatever. I don't do too many serious uh, appearances, so uh, I appreciate you bringing me on. All right. Thank you so much. Thanks, everybody, for listening.